I'm Donnie Piercy, host of the Partial Credit Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Coming up on Reflect Ed, episode 11, I talk to Jamie Bianco and reflect on the school year. Welcome to Reflect Ed, the podcast where I share my perspective on the challenges and successes that are taking place in our schools and focus on goal setting and plans for future improvement. Through rich conversation and meaningful dialogue, we will discuss practical ways to make schools better for students and educators. Welcome to Reflect Ed. This is episode 11. I'm your host, AJ Bianco. If this is your first time joining me for Reflect Ed, I appreciate it. If you've been here before, thanks for coming back. It means a lot to me. In this episode, I'm speaking with my wife, Jamie Bianco, and we are going to talk about the year that is 2021. Uh, Jamie is a math teacher, eighth grade math teacher, and like so many other educators out there, this year is nothing like she expected. With so many different things going on in the school day, throughout the entire year, you know, it's unpredictability is there. And, and Jamie talks about what she has found as successes, what she has found as failures. Uh, she sends you a little message of inspiration as you finish up this year and start 21, 22. Um, but, but really, I think the biggest thing here is if you are in education, if you are a teacher, if you are a leader, you are not alone. There are so many people out there who are feeling the same thing that you are feeling, uh, expressing their struggles, finding ways that they have to cope with this different year. So I think if you, if you take away anything from this episode, just know you're not alone. Uh, Jamie is a top educator and she is proud of what she does. And obviously this year is not anything like it's been in her 16, 17 year career. So give it a listen. Uh, I would love your feedback on this. I've been trying to get Jamie on the show since episode one. I want her to be my first guest, but she's not really into the podcast thing. So she's doing me a favor here. Um, But I think you really like the message she has, and I think you'll relate with it very well. And again, uh, I bring you Jamie Bianco. Give it a listen. Right here we are on Reflect Ed episode eleven, and I'm here with the beautiful, talented Jamie Bianco, who is a wonderful mother, wife, and educator. Jamie, how are you today? <laughs> I'm great. You don't have to flatter me just because I'm your wife and I'm sitting right here. Oh, you're fantastic. So, <laughs> Jamie, let's get this thing started. Do me a favor, tell the listener about you, who you are, why you're here. All right. Um, So obviously I'm Jamie Bianco. Um, I'm here partially because I was, uh, you know, (laughs) partially because you wanted me to be here, Um, but mostly also to talk about what's going on in the year this year. I am a seventh and eighth grade math teacher. Um, This year is my first year being moved to eighth grade 
And, uh, you know, it's been a, it's been a stressful year. So it's, you know, it's something that we figured we'd talk a little bit about and some of my experiences this year. Yeah. So for the listener, Jamie is a amazing educator who I think like many of you are struggling this year with what's going on in, in COVID world and the problems that we're facing. And I feel like Jamie's story is incredibly important because there's this self-doubt that we're going to talk about today. Um, and I think Jamie's going to really, her message is going to resonate with you, the listener. So before we get to that, Jamie, why did you become an educator and what do you think influenced you the most? Was there a teacher, a parent? What was it? Um, well, you know, my mom was a teacher and so because she was a teacher, I feel like I've always looked up to her and that's something that I always wanted to do. But along the way, um, with my own teachers, I had some really amazing teachers, people who I looked up to, people who inspired me. Um, and to be honest, I had some teachers who I didn't really like as well and who I knew and felt like I could do a better job than they did. Um, not to be obnoxious, but again, just to just to make experiences for kids better, you know, and especially going into math, which I really love. Um, it did take me a while to get there to love math because I feel like I didn't, you know, it didn't come naturally all the time. So I feel like having that experience where it was tough for me and then I, you know, kind of grew to love it based on some of those excellent teachers that I had, I wanted to make that same experience available for other kids also, you know, create a situation where kids don't hate math, they love it. And, you know, and I feel like in the last 16 or so years that I've been teaching that I've been able to do that. And um, that's why I feel like this year has been so tough. Yeah, and Jamie, I, I watch you every night. I know you're lesson planning till all hours of the night, and I'm sure there's other people out there doing the same thing. So I think that's what really makes it tough for you. You're looking for that immediate impact, and in this environment that we're in, it's not there, and and that's the hard thing. So let's talk about the year. So let, let's start with this. How has the past year impacted your classroom and your teaching? If you can give us one success and one failure, I think that would be good for the listener to hear. Well, I think, you know, first off, it's important to say that my students are on an A-B schedule. So they're, I have half my students in each day and the other half are, um, you know, tuning in remotely. Um, you know, so I have to kind of check in with kids who are at home and the kids who are in school. And so that's been really tough. Um, but, you know, throughout the year, I've been trying a lot of new things, which is, I think, really good. Um, I've been trying some new technology, which I will definitely use in the future. And, uh, you know, I feel like that's one of the successes, something that I'll take away from this and have more tools in my teacher toolbox. Um, but to be perfectly honest, I feel like I've been really, you know, and I don't know if I've been hard on myself or, and, you know, I, de I know I am, but, you know, I feel like I've had a lot of failures this year, things that haven't worked, things that I've tried that, you know, I, I just don't feel like I have that connection to some of the kids that I, you know, that I normally would have an amazing relationship with right now, you know, and whether it's because they don't have their cameras on or their microphones on, or I don't see them face to face that we don't have you know, as long of a, a class period to have that little conversation in the beginning of the period while the kids are coming in. You know, we're running from classroom to classroom, teaching 35 minutes at a time and trying to make the most out of that time, you know, I feel like has, has kind of kept me from, you know, from having some of those, you know, successful relationships that I usually, you know, by this time are solidified. 
And I think that's something that makes you such a dynamic teacher. So to be fair, I'm going to say it because it's true. You are an amazing educator. You are teaching in the town you live in. And you did that intentionally. You know, you love seeing the kids. You love walking around town as we go out as a family and you wave to the kids and the kids wave to you. And that really makes you the teacher that you are. So I can only imagine that the rapport that is, I'm going to say, quote unquote, missing, you know, really impacts you on the daily because that's what really makes teaching engaging. You know, if you don't have that rapport, if you don't have that relationships, you don't have those small connections, you know, sometimes I know you feel like you're talking to the void, especially when the kids are, are remote. So what are some things that you try to do to kind of bring about this connection so that you have a little more success now than what you're having so far? Not that you're doing a bad job, just those little pieces. Well, you know what? And I've tried to kind of find ways to make things fun, you know, and for those kids who maybe do sit home and have their computers, you know, have things off. Um, you know, I try to find activities that are fun. And again, I'm teaching, I'm teaching math. Some people may say, oh, that's boring. And you know, who likes it? And I feel like you're potentially even one of those people sometimes that you had a tough time with it. And, you know, I try to think about ways that those kids will enjoy my class, you know, without necessarily me just kind of chit chatting the whole period. So, you know, finding things like, um, you know, some of the, the, the pixel art that I've been doing, you know, that there's a Facebook group, um, you know, that's sharing a lot of stuff and, you know, having those games, trying to make things fun where the kids want to engage and they want to find, you know, they, they want to do, you know, whatever it is that we're doing in class, we've done bingo, um, you know, and sometimes these kids yelling bingo is the first time that I've heard their voice and, you know, and just trying to find, trying desperately to find ways to to get them excited and to get them to want to talk and to participate, you know, because there's nothing worse than trying to put them in a breakout room and nobody's speaking and they're typing with their cameras off. And, you know, just trying to connect these kids who have been isolated for now over a year. So those are just, you know, some of the things that I'm trying to do. So I know one thing, and I'm sure the listener relates to this as well. I'm just talking about grades real quick. Do you think the lack of connection is impacting student grades? And what have you tried to do to kind of bring those kids to the level of you know, success? I think grades are really tough. Um, you know, sometimes my kids are taking quizzes and tests at home with, you know, a situation where I have no idea what's going on in their home or, you know, who else is working from home, whether it's siblings and things like that. So I think, you know, I think grades are, are tough. Um, you know, we've been we've been trying to give opportunities for um, corrections and, you know, and we also are preparing and I give office hours every day so that, you know, somewhat is helpful. You know, we've been trying to do more and give more feedback to the kids, but again, it's, you know, they need to, they need to be willing to accept it. Um, they need to be willing to kind of see where their mistakes are. And, and especially when everything is so digital, um, trying to keep them from just saying, okay, great, you know, and never looking at something again is is to kind of have them reflect on how they did and, you know, and how they, you know, made mistakes and looking back at their work, you know, because I feel like especially with everything being digital right now that it's very easy to not ever look at it again. So we're one year into this pandemic and we're on the upside and I think things are going smoothly with 
vaccinations and, and those kind of things. And we're probably looking at 2021, 2022 as maybe old normal. Maybe. We'll see. But as you prepare for that, what do you hope to see changed in education after this year? Well, I think, you know, so many of the so many of the the technology resources that we've you know that we've experienced that we've had to use i really do hope that you know that we can kind of keep tech savvy you know next year you know to continue to use some of these resources to facilitate um you know just some of the basic stuff that we do i mean you know even a google form to be able to do quick check-ins and and get that formative you know assessments those quick feedbacks um, you know, I've done a lot this year where because my students are home, I've tried to give them the opportunity to have a lot of things that will immediately tell them whether they're right or not. Um, you know, so that way they aren't, you know, they're not sitting there doing their homework and finding that their answers are wrong or, you know, trying to give them more challenging stuff when they're in the classroom so that I'm there to help them if they need it. Um, but, you know, I really hope that that's something that we take with us next year is to is to, you know, find things you know, especially technology that make our lives easier. You know, there's no reason I should be checking over, you know, 10 to 15 questions if I can find a way to do it with a computer. Um, and so I hope that's something that, you know, that I can continue to go forward to, to save my time for other things that are more important, like, you know, working with the kids one-on-one in, in the classroom and, and, you know, just, just things like that, trying to make that, you know, the best use of my time that I, that I can. That's perfect. Uh, I think that's this wonderful. I think the technology is going to be a huge part of education going forward, and hopefully, you know, we, we keep pushing that, and we don't just settle into what our old teaching looked like. And you know, there's several things that I want to share, and I'm going to say that for other episodes because I don't want to go too heavy on this now. But Jamie, I'm going to ask you this this last thing. So, as we are finishing up this weird school year. And we're planning for the next one for 21-22. What's something you want to say to teachers as they finish, take a break, and prep for the coming year? What's a message that you want to give to them? Well, I think the first thing is just know that you're not by yourself. You're not alone. Um, there's a lot of people that I work with, me, you know, just me included, that I've been lucky that I work with a bunch of teachers who are there and who are very supportive and you know, if you don't have somebody that you do work with that is supportive, find somebody, you know, online, find somebody who, you know, you can just vent with because when push comes to shove that we really do need to give ourselves a break. Um, not that I'm very good at it. You know, I'm probably, (laughs) I'm probably the hardest on myself. Um, you know, and I don't tend to listen to others when they tell me to relax, but, um, you know, that's, that's on me, but, you know, having, having somebody to tell you it's okay, you know, take a step back. You need to take some time for yourself. You need to, um, you know, just step away from it, you know, and sometimes these lessons this year that they are survival mode, you know, and, and that's something that, you know, if, if tomorrow's a survival mode, then you know what, then let's try to bounce back and do better the next day and try not to beat ourselves up because we really are doing the best that we can. Um, you know, but moving forward to next year that I think I definitely need a little bit of a break, um, you know, trying to get my, you know, head clear and straight and, and then from there, you know, to look forward to next year and, you know, and try to see what, 
what I did this year that was good, that I liked, um, things that I felt worked well for my kids. And then, you know, just look forward to next year where ideally all of my students, you know, will be in. And, and to be honest, that's actually going to happen with my district starting um, in a week. And so I can't wait to have you know, most of my students in some may still be remote, but having the majority of those kids in my classroom, you know, and and being face to face is something that, you know, gives me energy. And it, it really, you know, it kind of I do this for the kids. And so having the kids in the building and being able to see them, you know, that's that's what I want to do. And, you know, planning, like I said, um, I want to take some of the things that I did this year and and try them again next year and hopefully having longer class periods and the more kids in the building that uh, that hopefully that we can find more successes. And, you know, now that they're more familiar with technology, really kind of capitalize on that and see how we can, you know, how we can make things better for them without, you know, kind of throwing the technology on the side and, you know, not going back to, you know, worksheets and and things if they're better when there are better options. I think that's a real powerful message. I think when you have your students back in the building, I think you're going to see a huge difference. I think my teachers are seeing a difference now that we have our merged cohorts and we have over 350 kids in the building. And it's still a little strange, you know, still having masks and plexiglass and six feet distance. But I think, you know, I think your tune will change as, as you finish up this year strong. And I know you'll do it, and you out there as a listener, I know you're going to do it too. Uh, we just have to keep finding the support that we need, whether it's through podcasts, social media, whether it is our PLN or PLCs we work with on a daily basis. You know, We have that, and, and that's going to make us stronger and better as we go forward. So, Jamie, thank you for being a guest on Reflect Ed. <laughs> it's been 11 episodes in the making. You were supposed to be guest one, but you told me no straight off the bat. <laughs> so we'll just we'll just say that we'll call this episode one of many. What's what can I say? When you're yeah. down here, I get full control of the television upstairs. There you go. <laughs> so Jamie, thank you, much appreciated. First guest, I can actually say this too, and and mean it in a different way. I love you. I love thank you. Too. You are an amazing educator, and just keep keep doing what you do. Thanks, babe. Well, there it is, my interview with the lovely, talented, and beautiful Jamie Bianco. Uh, I really appreciate Jamie jumping in here and sharing her thoughts and successes and failures for the school year. It's been a difficult one, and I'm sure her message resonates with you, the listener, as to what you're experiencing this year. Um, we all know in education this is not what teaching should look like, but there are some bright sides and there are some good things that we can focus on going forward to make 21 22 and beyond our best teaching years ever so here's your homework and we're going to make this really simple based on the questions i asked jamie i'm going to ask you to do the same thing think about what is something that you want to tell other teachers as they finish this year and plan for 21 22 what's your message where's your inspiration That's your homework. Give me that inspiration. Find me on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever you you are. Send me the messages. What is your message to the teachers as they finish this year and start the 21-22 school year? I look forward to hearing from you, and thank you for listening to Reflect That. 
Thank you for listening to Reflect Ed. If you have a question or like to connect, hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at AJBianco. If you're finding value in this podcast, please help spread the word to other educators. You can subscribe, leave a rating or review, or share on social media with your takeaway and thoughts. Make sure to tag me and at Reflect Ed Pod so we can keep the conversation going. Talk to you soon.